Hey, Slacker friends, welcome to episode 18 of Saints for Slackers. I'm Lisa Martinez, the founder of Little with Great Love. And thanks for being back here on day 19 of our little by little 40 day journey together. We get to bring you another old friend and colleague of mine today who you'll see has a special tie to today's saint. We also have a big announcement at the end that I'm super excited to share with you guys. So huddle up, Slacker Club. Hey, hey, Slacker Nation, it's Jeff Sanchez, back and ready to roll out the red carpet, that is, for Patrick Novakoski, our next special guest podcaster. Patrick has served alongside my sister Lisa at a couple of points in their careers. From their days at Ave Maria, when it was a new college in Michigan, before it became a Florida university, to more recently collaborating to do PR work for her nonprofit, I Amplify, the parent organization of Little With Great Love. Patrick is one of America's most accomplished Catholic communicators. He's the author of 100 Ways John Paul II Changed the World and has won more than two dozen awards from the Catholic Press Association. He has edited and written for some of America's top publications and has been published in five languages. Patrick currently serves as the executive director of the Warrington Pregnancy Center in Warrington, Virginia. He's the founder of Nova Media, a public relations firm specializing in the Catholic space. He previously served as Legatus Magazine's editor-in-chief for 12 years. He's traveled to 26 countries, met Pope John Paul II five times, and even made Pope Francis laugh out loud. But most importantly, he is a husband and father of five beautiful children. Anywho, as usual, gather round, slackers, for this arousing little reflection by Patrick Nowakowski on Pope St. John Paul II, the Polish Pope who had a staggering impact on the world. And don't forget, at the end, we always share a hilarious wannabe patron saint. So stick around for that, slacker. When he canonized John Paul II in 2014, Pope Francis called the Polish pontiff the Pope of the family, and for good reason. In 1960, when he was a very young, newly ordained bishop, John Paul wrote a remarkable book called Love and Responsibility. The book was groundbreaking in a sense because here was a bishop writing about sex, holiness, family, parenting, and society without shame or fear. To this day, it's one of the best books for young people wanting to know what the Church teaches about human sexuality. It paved the way for John Paul's masterful teaching on the theology of the body. This is what he wrote in 1960. Quote, Parents create the family as a complement to, an extension of, their love. 
To create a family means to create community, since the family is a social unit, or else it is not a family. End quote. John Paul said that the family is the domestic church. He challenged parents to build a faith-filled environment where their children will learn their true identity as adopted sons and daughters of God. John Paul told New Yorkers in 1995 that, quote, Catholic parents must learn to form their family as a domestic church, a church in the home, where God is honored, His law is respected, prayer is a normal event, virtue is transmitted by word and example, and everyone shares the hopes, the problems, and the sufferings of everyone else, end quote. He also urged families to be grounded in prayer because the world and the devil want to destroy the family. Quote, At a moment of history in which the family is the object of numerous forces that seek to destroy it, the Church perceives in a more urgent and compelling way her mission of proclaiming to all people the plan of God for marriage and the family, and thus contributing to the renewal of society. End quote. John Paul understood the big picture, and he wrote with urgency, quote, The future of humanity passes by way of the family. It is urgent that every person of goodwill should endeavor to save and foster the values and requirements of the family. End quote. That means we have to build the domestic church. That means strong marriages. Men and women who take their marriage vows seriously. Strong marriages make strong families. Strong families make a strong nation, and a strong nation produces saints. As we mentioned earlier, every day after we introduce our saint for the day, we also share a wannabe patron saint of the day. These silly wannabe saints are born from the musings of our group of slackers. Okay, slackers. Our wannabe patron saint for today is St. Fishers of Men, the patron saint of Bible Beaters. Bible beaters have gotten a bad rap for a long time, but not as long as fishermen. And for those of you not familiar with the term, according to Wikipedia, which I know is not exactly inerrant truth, but it'll suffice. Bible beater is a term used for people who believe in the fundamentalist authority of the Bible, particularly those from a Pentecostal or fundamentalist denomination. It's also slang for an evangelizing Christian. Basically, it's something annoyed people call Christians who they think are way too concerned about other people's salvation and stuff. These Christians, or fools for Christ, actually dare to speak to other human beings about things such as the good news of the gospel of Jesus and perhaps even go so far as to pray in public. (gasps) But before a Bible ever existed to be beaten, There was a ragtag group of fellas that Jesus called together to follow him as disciples. Among the twelve, one-third of them, or four of them for those of you who are mathematically challenged like me, one-third of them were fishermen. This was when St. Fishers of Men was called upon during the calling of two sets of brothers, Peter and Andrew, and then James and John. Thankfully, It wasn't catch and release, if you know what I mean. Can you imagine just going about your job when Jesus calls? Those guys suddenly dropped their nets when they were told to follow and start fishing for men. 
I guess they needed bigger nets for men. Or perhaps shinier fishing tackle and lures. Or a bunch of new packages from Amazon. I mean, who doesn't like shiny new stuff? Anywho, one of them, Simon, later renamed Peter, was given some important authority and responsibility by Jesus. Instead of beating your Bible, go open it and look at Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19, which is one of the scriptures about the papacy. Christ built his church upon the rock of Peter, which literally means rock, by the way, and told him to hang on till hell freezes or something like that. Again, look it up. And another great source is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. But the cool thing is, we can trace all the popes over 2,000 years, including Pope St. John Paul II, that Patrick discussed today, directly back to St. Pete. So if someone starts giving you flack about what you believe, remember who originally called who, and who is left in charge via the intercession of St. Fishers of Men. Slacker. Okay, Slackers, here is the big news. Our first line of Slacker swag, the Founders Collection, is now up on our website, littlewithgreatlove.com, where you can also find the blogs for these podcasts, as well as redbird.love. From totes and trucker caps to tees and hoodies and more, we've got the goods. So if this podcast made you think or smile or maybe even laugh out loud, Would you support our ministries by shopping small or share this on your socials or with a friend or loved one? It'll help other slackers to find us. So thanks in advance. We can't wait to continue our journey together, friends. See you back tomorrow, or if not, the day after that, slacker. 